0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Report Podcast, Episode 107. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today, to talk to you about video games, and uh, nothing, nothing too particularly new this week. The cleanup is still happening. Uh, I did finish up one title, though. I finished up Resident Evil Seven last week during the stream, um, so so that was that was good. Fun, I guess. <laughs> I still feel about the same where where the middle of the game is like really really good, but the back half of the game is just kind of okay. Um, and and that feeling persisted till the end, where it's just like, yeah, this is fine. There's there's a lot of Resident Evil games that have like a a y kind of shooter segment towards the end, and it, it has a unique feel to some extent because you know you as the player character are a lot more fragile than a typical shooter, so you still have to be pretty cautious. Um, but but you have the the arsenal to kind of get through um and 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 you know just kind of push through waves of enemies um i think maybe the exception and this could be more up to, more to do with like how you manage your your resources in those games is uh i think Resident Evil 0 i <laughs> it was literally down to like my last few handgun shots at the end of that game and it was a close call um um but you know that's a obviously a very different style of game than what Resident Evil 7 is uh so so yeah, it's, it's it was fine. I think Resident Evil 7 is probably one of the weirdest games for me in that series because it has not only my greatest low point in that series, but probably one of my greatest high points as well. I still really think that middle section is really, really good. Um, and then I've also been playing, I, I haven't been talking about this the last couple weeks, but uh, while I've been been just chatting with people on Discord and stuff, I've been putting time into World of Light from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yep, that's the name of the game. Um, and I was very excited because like, oh, I'm almost done with World of Light. Got up to the, the top of the level and, whoops, nope, there's an, there's a whole second other map. So I was like, god dang it. <laughs> so, so I'm still working through World of Light. I was just like, ah, so... Uh, you know, that, that mode is fun, but there's just really not much more to it other than just, you know, it's, it's, it's cool novelty stuff. Like, I really like how World of Light does a lot of, like, really silly things that, that, you know, are working within the confines of what Smash Brothers is, but trying to reference, in some cases, like, really obscure, uh, characters from games. And, and, you know, if you're a fan of that stuff, you can, you can really see and be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, you know, I, I think I used this example before, but, like, the, uh, ryan uh, from exito bay chronicles uh basically is just a a a. Uh, I think was it was it like a belmont or something some kind of like buff character who just would go around and taunt because ryan is a tank and and uh and exito bay chronicles so so this character would run around and just like taunt people during the match it was it was pretty silly um so yeah, still playing through World of Light, and uh, nothing really new there. And then I've also been putting time into Final Fantasy XV. I've been trying to focus on side quests for a little bit. I was kind of mainlining it for a bit, and then I, I jumped from about chapter eight to chapter or chapter three to chapter eight, in probably about eight hours, which seems really fast. Uh, so so I kind of kind of slowed things down a bit and started taking on some side quests. And you know, I'm I'm kind of surprised, and and maybe I shouldn't be, but but. The collaboration content with that game is just really well-produced. I think I talked about last week, I, I played the Terra Battle one, uh, and and I, I enjoyed that a lot. But the Final Fantasy XIV one as well is is really good, and I actually like kind of how they handle it, because um I think outside of Final Fantasy 11 and Final Fantasy 14, uh, Garuda as a summon doesn't exist, I believe. I'm sure it's probably been referenced in other like crossover games at this point or or other, you know, Final Fantasy games that are very heavily uh f- like fan service focused, but in terms of the mainline Final Fantasies, I think Final Fantasy 13 didn't have a Garuda. Final Fantasy XII, I'm pretty sure it didn't have one either, which is like this wind, wind. It's like a wind deity of, of some sort. Um, and so I like that they kind of give a reason for there to be a Garuda in Final Fantasy 15, and it's not just copying, pasting the Final Fantasy 14 Garuda. It's it's creating a Garuda within Final Fantasy 15, and it has some relation to 14 because it is a collaboration event with 14. <laughs> um, um, but you know, I think it it stands out pretty well on its own. I'm also just finding that uh, the combat in that game is starting to grow on me a little more. I wouldn't say there's anything particularly new with the combat that I'm starting to enjoy more. I mean, for the most part, it doesn't hasn't. What you get at the start is basically what you have for the whole game. So it's mostly based off you just kind of getting behind an enemy, and if a if a teammate is near you when you get behind them, uh, it will do like a a special combo from behind. It's it's weird though because like you know you would think. There's, like, definitely a a questionable amount of, like, uh, speed of the attack when you don't have your partner assisting and speed of the attack when a partner assisting, like, if the damage really, you know, balances out um, because when you get into the animations where you're like partnering with your other other characters in Final Fantasy 15 um the animations are pretty drawn out and and so you have a long period of time where you're just like sitting there and like you know grabbing your partner's shoulder taking their weapon or or a bunch of other stuff and so the damage number is pretty big but in, in that time you know you could be hitting an enemy doing like you know four five or more slashes doing blindside hits so it's it's kind of a bizarre thing i don't really know if it it really fully outweighs the damage but i guess the real benefit is is that you're invulnerable during that time um so so you can basically start like a blindside and not have to worry about a bunch of stuff just like cramming into you that game is a lot of just like (laughs) you in the middle of a group of enemies and you don't really know what's happening. So you're just kind of trying to manage the group a little bit. Um, and I just started playing with some of the more, more, um, AOE focused, or maybe not AOE focused, but more, more specific, uh, specials that your partners have. Like before I kind of just had the, the standard set on there, which was Gladio has like a, a slam down. He did, um, uh, Ignis had like a, uh, a mark move where he like basically would hit all the enemies with like these little darts and then Noctis would go and hit them. And then Prompto had like a piercing shot that would go through a bunch of enemies at once. So I kind of I finally switched that around. Um, and, and now I have uh, like a explosive move with Prompto. Ignis has, like, a, a callback to, to heal everybody, and then Gladio is just doing, I'm doing the bigger, stronger move now. <laughs> so I kind of wish uh, each of those characters had multiple of their skills available to them. Uh, sometimes it doesn't really make a ton of sense, I feel like, to, to have some of the skills, like, set up. Like, Prompto has a... Um, a flare move that I was using for a while where it just basically puts a flare in the sky and it uh, it kind of debuffs enemies and things like that. But I had that move plus uh, two plus Ignis's healing move and then Gladio's like slam down move. And the Gladio slam down move co- costs like twice the energy as every other move. So there's a lot of times where I just have like this one bar and I don't really know what to do with it because the only thing I can have is like have prompto debuff everybody. But if he's already debuffed everybody, it doesn't really make a lot of sense other than just to, I guess, apply it again. So I, I wish there is at least like, you know, one or two skills that the uh, other characters could have in addition to the ones the one that they have equipped, but I'm I'm guessing if the, more or less you know your your partner skills are basically skills you're equipping to Noctis um, because once you actually use that skill with that partner, uh, all control of Noctis goes away. So so it, it, you you telling your partner to do something is a commitment that you're going to sit there and watch them do it. But otherwise, I'm just still moving through that game. Um, I, I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I think that it, because it's an open-world game, the length of it can dras- or differ pretty drastically. I originally put about 10 hours into it before I, I put it down. Um, and so I'm expecting probably to go another 10 hours and then probably put it down again. Um, just because that's kind of how I approach JRPGs. So, so. I typically do like 20 hours in a, in a JRPG in Final Fantasy 15. I think I got distracted before that 20 hour mark. That's why I stopped at 10 hours. I think I ran off to play Nier or something like that. So I expect probably to get around 30 hours total and then and then probably end up running off to play something else. Um, you know, Bloodstained is 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 further out than I expect in terms of like where I'd be playing in playing t- 10 hours of 15 again I know I'm just throwing a bunch of hours around so it doesn't really make a lot of sense but I guess what I'm, I'm really saying is that you know I expected to put about 20 hours into Final Fantasy 15 by the time I, I uh stain came out and I'm wondering if I'm going to be a little bit ahead of that so so we'll see I might have to find something in between to kind of fill time if I get bored of Final Fantasy 15 before Bloodstain comes out and hopefully I jump right on top of Bloodstain. I, I really want to go go ahead and just, like, do Bloodstained in the time frame that it comes out in and, um, and just kind of be there to talk about that game. Because, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like I have a lot of very specific feelings about Castlevania. <laughs> and I think it would be a nice, like, uh, complimentary, complimentary piece uh, to Castlevania 64 video coming out to, to also be kind of talking about the the more recent uh, I guess, quote, Castlevania content coming out at that time. But yeah, other than that, that's, that's been pretty much it in terms of games I've been playing. Um, in terms of news this week, uh, I watched the trailer for Death Stranding that came out. That game is, uh, <laughs> kind of speaking of open world games like Final Fantasy XV before, that game uh, looks looks a little more open than than maybe I'd, I'd want. I do like, like the, the actual gameplay itself looks kind of interesting just because it is kind of... <sighs> maybe it's interesting because it it's not 100% clear exactly what's going on still. Um, because it's, it's basically just like, Hey, you're just going to walk around this environment, but they did show a lot more like hostile combat. So there is more like melee combat stuff going on. Um, um, and then there's like a part where they're like in a world war two, uh, a world war one looking setting. And, uh, and you're going around shooting people in that, in that particular time. But, um, yeah, it just looks like there's like a lot of variety in the environment, potentially, and like where that World War One thing can go. I mean, unless they're specifically focusing on World War One as like a, a a the secondary setting for the game, or at least like you know something that's being referenced for it. Um, I think it'd be interesting to see like what other periods in time uh, they kind of pull in from um, to 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 represent in the weird like burning burning shadow world they have there um and i like the little ladder thing i i i'm always happy with open world games that try to do different things in terms of letting the player traverse the world i think it's part of what what i like most about breath of the wild legends of the breath of the wild is like they they give you the ability to kind of just climb on anything and i don't know if a lot of games really allow you to do that still i could think of maybe like just cause you can kind of you know throw yourself around that world really really easily um but in in the case of uh and um Death Stranding you just can basically like put little ladders down and like little pikes so you can kind of uh repel yourself down um open world games are very finicky for me though so we'll see it's coming out sooner than I expected it's like late November um so I don't know if I'll end up checking it out it really just depends on what's happening at that time um but but I think the fact that it is or the, the fact that it looks open world at very least I, I don't know if they've said for sure it's like gonna be this big open world thing um does uh, concern me a little bit because I think any open world game concerns me at this point. Um, Final Fantasy XV, you know, I I am enjoying it, but but in terms of you know how you spread that quest content out. I think with open world games, I always just have a really hard time finding a good balance between doing mainline quests and side quests because everything's so spread out. And, and sometimes it's really time consuming to go do something just because it's like somewhere else really far away. And, and you know, there's uh, the loading times in open world games in particular are, are pretty lengthy. So when you're constantly like, you know, bouncing between different dots around the world, trying to do quests and things like that, um, if you have a game that takes a long time to load, you just kind of sit there and you're like, ugh. Which I'm not usually one to complain about load times. I usually feel like I'm I'm pretty patient. I can sit down and, and wait through most of them. But, uh, I definitely know with like, Final Fantasy XV particularly that I, I just kind of dread the load times. So, you know, I don't know if that's a, a typical thing with open world games. I've played a surprisingly small number of open world games. Probably because I typically don't like them. <laughs> um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, I think, had some loading issues too, as well. Um but Xenoblade Chronicles X has a lot more other issues in, in general. I do want to get back to Xenoblade Chronicles X, but uh, but it's I think I've decided that I'm not going to look at it again this year. Um I thought about you know jumping right into it after Final Fantasy XV, but I think I'm gonna need a break from my old old open world JRPGs <laughs> before I before I uh move right into another one. Uh, old as in you know three years ago which you know in the modern context it's very interesting it's like I'm going to go off on a side tangent here it's kind of interesting what like you think of as an old game sometimes in the context of like modern gaming because sometimes something like three years old is like oh that's an old game but when you start thinking about like video games in terms of like a whole I think you can look at a game that came out in 2015 like no that's not old at all it's just it's just I think it's just very specific to the conversation of the or the, the context of the conversation probably um, but it's it's kind of fascinating how it's like the same word is used to describe this thing but it can be very different depending on the period of time you're considering I guess that's true for everything though so don't listen to me too much (laughs) and then there's also I need to look up the name for this because I'm going to also forget this um uh, I, I like Metal Gear Solid by the way while I while I pull this up Metal Gear Solid is a series that I love the story for But, uh, always have a really hard time playing, and I would hope that, um, I hope that, uh, Death Stranding is a game I enjoy playing, but it looks like it does have a lot of stealth elements, which, uh, in terms of me, I'm not a big stealth fan, I could definitely put up with them, um, but, you know, playing Spy Fiction recently was a reminder, like, hmm, I don't really like <laughs> I don't really like this when it's like the core gameplay all that much. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, but at Bit Summit there was a new trailer for Luminous Avenger IX or 9 or or something like that. It's a Gunvolt spin-off game uh, featuring Kopen which uh, if you don't know in in the in the Azure Striker Gunvolt series uh the first game basically featured this this dude who's like got electric py- powers and stuff uh and the second game kind of was like a split so so you had Gunvolt as like the main character still but then you also had uh levels with Copen and the 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 stages were split up between the two so there are stages that were specific to Gunvolt and then stages that were specific to go- to Copen and then i think it's been a little while since Azure Striker Gunvolt 2 i think that was like a 2014 game or something like that or 2015 um they eventually kind of come together i think for for the last couple final levels if i remember correctly and then once you finish the game you can actually play the other characters level with the other character but they're not really designed for them um but but i'm always a uh, i'm always a fan for change in games so so when they originally showed off gunvolt 2 i was actually very disappointed because the game looked literally To me, if you had told me that game was uh, the footage you just showed me was Gunvolt One, I'd be like 100%. Yeah, of course. Um, um, But then, you know, as they introduced Copan, I I, I definitely was like, "Oh yeah, Copan has a completely different play style, uh, different way that he moves around the map, and he 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 plays really well." I mean, that's the big thing is that as as with any any Inti Create games that focuses on movement, uh, Copan is is like a prime example of that. Like, hey you know, we've really thought about how this character moves around this environment and built his entire moveset to fit that. It's, it's kind of like a sub, uh, or like a, 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 a offshoot of Gunvolt's, uh, base, uh, play style. It it does feel very similar, except for instead of just like tagging enemies with like bullets, um, you basically tackle into them and and then use his gun to like when you tackle into him that like marks and then when his gun is shooting, it doesn't, you don't have to aim the gun anymore. It basically just like homes in on that, which is kind of like the whole crux of gun is like, you don't necessarily have to directly shoot an enemy to kill them. You just have to tag them once. And then you can just use your, your skills from there. Um, so, so luminous Avengers, I X or nine or whatever it's called, um, Avenger with, with no S. <laughs> um, it, it um, it it I'm so I'm really happy that Gun or uh Copen's getting his own game that he's going to get his full full set of levels that I kind of just wanted in Gunvolt 2 originally. I kind of just wanted it to be Copen. Um I think Gunvolt's levels in Gunvolt 2 were were better or be, better than the original game's levels for Gunvolt, but um it, it did feel like kind of a waste that Copen only got like half a game with that with that release. So so I'm actually pretty happy to see them um, put out a game with just Copen. I I think I will be hesitant until I really see the stage design in, in more depth. Probably until I play it honestly. I'll probably be hesitant until I, I really feel that stage design. And then also see um, what kind of uh, weapons Copen gets. Uh, what they what they do in Gunville is that technically gunvolt gets different weapons from bosses or at least like each stage has like a weapon for gunvolt but they're they're not really weapons per se they're just like different ways you can tag enemies and they never felt like well thought out um in that in that series i think anytime inti creates tries to do any kind of like customization with their characters that you can you can uh uh customization customization for characters that are built around movement um they have a really hard time finding ways to make that character feel varied in a way that's both an improvement and and fits the level design of the game um and so copen and gumball 2 uh did have that kind of stuff where where he tagged enemies the same as before but he had different types of of weapons um that he got from bosses that uh that are used to actually damage the, uh, damage the enemies. So I'm guessing in this release that, uh, that all the new bosses and everything will give Copa new weapons. That that would be my hope. I would hope they wouldn't sit there and just like recycle weapons, uh, for it. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I just, I'm always going to be kind of hesitant, but I should have some trust in Inti Creates. I guess, I, I guess I feel sometimes feel a little shaken because, uh, and maybe I shouldn't feel this way, but like Mighty Gunvolt Burst, like was like, oh man, this is a game that uh, kind of just hit and completely missed the mark of of what Indie Creates is. But it's also a game uh that is entirely based around customization. I think Indie Creates just needs to focus on making their characters play for for. The, the type of moves that they've given them rather than sit there and focus and like give you a bunch of ways to customize that character because it just always feels like it it never fits that character in any way to me at least to me like maybe maybe if you've played it enough you're like oh yeah you like if you do this thing or you do that thing you know you, you make a, a different build that fits fits this specific level but but yeah, I—I th- I mean, I—I th- I think part of it's just I just love the core movement of those games, and and so I just like the core play style of them too. But I'm excited to check it out. Um, so I am looking for that. That's September twenty sixth, is when that's coming out. So we'll see. Uh where that falls in the content pipeline of, you know, what I'm working on. And hopefully I can I can take some time to look at it. I, I still have Dragon Marked for Death sitting on my desk, untouched. It was unwrapped. I, I, I unsealed it. <laughs> That's about as far as I've gotten. Um, I was kind of hoping to, check, to, to start playing it as kind of like my grind game outside of Super Smash Brothers once I finished up World of Light. Um, but of course, like I said earlier, World of Light has uh, apparently at least a bit longer than I expected if not twice as long as I expected I don't know how big that map is but I was just like oh boy <laughs> anyways I guess that's it for this week um just kind of a, a heads up on some stuff coming up like I said Resident Evil 7 uh stream finished so so next we'll be playing Dorimon nobita and the three nobita and the three fairy spirit stones kind of like a mario 64 looking kind of game uh so we'll be streaming that i don't know how long that's going to be i think it's a fairly short game but it's in japanese so we'll see how it goes um, and then also after that and, and feel free to give me some input on this. I kind of want to play like a 16 bit or, or eight bit style game. Uh, some of the ones I was looking at was, uh, Glay Lancer, uh, Mega Man X3. Cause I haven't checked out Mega Man X in a, in a while. And then also, uh, Kid Dracula. I kind of feel like I should like have a Sonic game in that mix too as a possible game, but I don't know what, um, I guess I have Sonic and Knuckles, but eh, I don't know. We'll see. I feel like it's been a long time since I've checked out a Sonic game, and that's definitely something I would like to look into eventually. Uh, in terms of content this week, uh, we have the Space Channel 5 Quick Play going up. I had to record it a bit differently because playing a rhythm game while talking is nearly impossible. So I basically recorded some footage and then added some voiceover and post. Um, so so that will be going up on Wednesday, I believe. And then um, and some some future projects I'm working on. Uh, I did go ahead and record a gun gauge podcast with, uh, Rowan from the platforms and pitfalls podcast. So I'm editing that and that's going to go up at some point. I was like, Oh, next week. But then I was like, Oh wait, E3 is next week. (laughs) So, so I don't know. We'll we'll find a place to to shove it in there. Um, uh, it will probably be actually like a feature, a feature content piece. So I might post it up on a Tuesday. Um, I might for those, for those, uh, collaborative podcasts, um, Consider them feature content. Um, I th- I think if I if I'm if I'm taking people's time to put it on the sh- put them on the show and uh, you know and you know take up hours of their time to some extent uh, they they should get the proper spotlight they, they deserve and I probably won't be doing it super often so I don't have too much concern in terms of like you know flooding out my my uh, website f- featured feed with or feed with the uh, the with podcasts. And in addition, um, I am also, I don't remember if I talked about this already, uh, but I'm also in the process of creating a discord group for the website. Um, I completely realize that the follower numbers on this website are small enough that it probably doesn't make a lot of sense for a discord group. But uh, I, I'm, I'm running into a handful of problems in terms of communication with people that I feel like I, I, I really do need like a centralized place to kind of uh if not discuss things with people you know post things that are like hey here's here's an update to something here's an, an announcement uh here's like the new content feed and things like that um and so you know i I'm, I'm 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 playing around with it i've set up some general chat groups as well um but it's just taking a little time so once that is ready i'll go ahead and have that you know i'll i'll mention it on the podcast once it's up here and uh and good to go I'm just spending some time testing it making sure I get kind of the flow of what I want um it's a difficult discord group to make because my website is literally 100% whatever I'm currently interested in so making a a group that can adapt with that and isn't you know you know specifically around a specific topic all the time uh is something that's Gonna be very challenging, and maybe is the ultimate downfall of it. <laughs> we'll we'll see. I'm gonna guess it's gonna be pretty quiet. Um, but but if you do um, have any interest in in the ongoing operation of this website and my my content and stuff like that, uh, I will I will encourage you to join because then that will hopefully give you some decent information about you know when stuff is coming out uh, at what times and where you can find it. Um, and then, and then we'll see where we go from there. (laughs) Anyways, that's it for this week. I think E3 is next week. So, uh, I I, I might have a weird podcast schedule next week. We'll see. I might, I might do some, some stuff. I might switch some stuff around. Um, to to kind of go ahead and just address the E3 stuff without having to take up an additional week after E3 has happened in order to 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 talk about that stuff. But we'll see. Maybe maybe nothing of interest will be announced at E3. I doubt it. But but I assume at some point there will be something I want to talk about from E3. So I'll I'll let you guys know. Um, I guess through my Twitter feed. Um, like I said, I hope that Discord group thing helps me solve some communication problems. But I'll I'll definitely let you guys know. Uh, when when I have discord set up ready to go and is ready for you to join. Thank you so much for coming and that's going to do it. I hope you have a great week. Bye.